Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Fox Rich is a fighter, and the entrepreneur, abolitionist, and mother of six boys has spent nearly two decades campaigning for the release of her husband, Rob G. Rich, who is serving a 60-year sentence for a robbery they both committed in the early 90s in a moment of desperation. Combining video diaries, Fox has recorded for Rob over the years with an intimate glimpse into her present-day life. Time, directed by Garrett Bradley, paints a mesmerizing portrait of resiliency and radical love necessary to prevail over the endless separations of our country's prison industrial complex. Again, the film is called Time, where we're joined today by the director, Garrett Bradley. Garrett, welcome back to Film School Radio. Yeah, Mike, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much. Um, I do know uh, from the your previous short film alone that you had met uh, Fox Rich during the making of that film. Do I have that correct? Yes, that's correct. That is correct. How did that go from that being a part of that particular project to your deep dive into her life? Well, and I think it goes back a little bit to why I made Alone and how that film came to be, which you know, I and I, I try to remind everybody that anybody can go to the New York Times Opdocs website and submit an idea. Um, I didn't know anybody at the New York Times. Um, you know, I didn't I didn't have any relationships there. I, I had made a film in 2014 called Below Dreams, which was my first narrative uh, feature length film, and most of that film had been cast almost entirely from Craigslist. Um, and I got to know, you know, the people that I'd worked with and I stayed close with them. And Desmond was somebody who I, I, you know, had become sort of a part of my family um, and his partner, Lon, as well. And so when he was arrested um, and awaited trial uh, for about a year and a half in a private prison, it became really critical, I think, to work with Lon and making a film about incarceration that was very much a reflection of the effects um, of this chronic problem in our country and, and to look at incarceration from a sort of feminine point of view, a familial point of view. And so I had initially actually conceived of that film as, and even though it ended up taking a slightly different direction, you know, I had thought of it as being a sort of facilitation of intergenerational conversations between women who were in incarcerated families and really having the film function as sort of a, an exchange of information as a source of support. And so I contacted an organization called Flick, Friends and Families of Louisiana's Incarcerated Children. And Gina Womack, who's the co-founder and director of that organization, picked up and said, you know, the first person you have to speak with is Fox Rich. And so, as you mentioned, Fox is briefly in alone. And I think the reason why I wanted to make another film was it was actually for me very much about how can I extend the conversation around incarceration from this perspective, from this familial uh, black feminist perspective, if you will. Um, and how in doing that, can I also show the sort of diversification that exists within how families and women are maneuvering the system. Um, so it was, it, it actually started off more sort of as a conceptual extension of this short film. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, once I got to spend more time with Fox and her family, it very much became like, 
something that was more intrinsic and um, reflective of who they were as individuals and what what their experience truly was and what their story truly was. And Alone Fox Rich is there to talk with with Alone Watts about incarceration. And she said something that just resonated with me. I went back and watched the film. She said, the system is designed to tear you down. She said, uh, and without going through the whole, her whole soliloquy, if you will, about prison, it basically says it's an extension of slavery. It is designed to keep you just barely alive long enough to just essentially could extend this, um, this horror and in this injustice in the lives of people who are touched by the criminal justice system. It's a very powerful statement in, in the film alone. And um, it, it just resonates. It really does in this film as well. It, it feels very much like it's, it's kind of the theme music to this, this film time. Was she open to the idea of you doing this? Was she always open to the idea of you coming into her life the way you do in time? Yeah. I mean, I think that that's always, you know, you, you, it has to be um, a mutual journey, you know, uh, in order to, to, to work with anybody and to make something with anybody in, in an ethical and, and equal and transparent way. One of the first questions I always ask people, you know, before sort of embarking on a, on a project is why specifically a project like this, why, do you want to make a film? Like why, what is motivating the prospect of having cameras with you all the time? You know, not everyone would be open to that. And I think that the other reason why that question is important is that it really helps establish between the filmmaker and and the folks that are in the film, a level of integrity and a level of intention. It allows you to make sure that both of those things, that everyone is on the same page. And so Fox's response and the family's response to that question was, our story is the story of 2.3 other American families. And we feel that in the process of sharing our story, we will be offering hope to those that are directly affected by this issue. And so I think my job then is to ask myself, is that in alignment with my integrity as a filmmaker? And then how do I articulate that? You know, how do I illustrate that? Um, So yeah, it was certainly a collaboration in that sense. Like it it has to be mutual. Yeah, I I asked that question because she seems to fully embrace uh, you into her life. And I think for a number of reasons. I'm just extrapolating here a little bit in that uh, you being a part of her life would have, would have at the time you started would have probably or possibly enhanced her profile in order to help get her husband, Rob G. Rich out of prison, who's serving a 60 year prison sentence for a robbery committed back in the 1990s. So she is a, she's a crusader. She is all of those things in terms of not only just for her husband's release, but for the injustice that she has been fighting literally every day for the last 19 or 20 years. I can see why, you know, you being there and and also as kind of a support system for her in terms of her crusade to to uh, secure the release of her husband. Am I being fair? Is that a fair way to? Yeah. You know, it's funny. It was never, um, it wasn't ever sort of exactly articulated in that way, but I think certainly, you know, that 
that creating visibility around the issue was going to speak not only to their specific situation, but to a situation that plagues a huge percentage of our country. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that we see in time, by the way, we're speaking with the director of this wonderful new uh, documentary film called Time. We're speaking with the director, Garrett Bradley. One of the things that is so um, remarkable about her is her energy level, She her her ability to kind of keep a lot of balls in the air in terms of raising an amazing family of six boys, her connection to her church, to her faith, to her, to the people who are also fighting to get others um, justice. So she is an incredible uh, and very dynamic subject of the film. Yeah, she really is. What that reminds me of also is just how do you work with people who are so charismatic and also um, make sure that there's that people can connect and relate to what they see and experience on the camera, you know, in, in the film. Yeah. And and I think that a big part of that was looking exactly to the things that you mentioned, which is, you know, unity, the ability for one to maintain connection, for a family to stay connected over the course of 21 years. It's also one's ability to maintain their sense of individuality, no matter who they are um, within the system, within a system that, um, you know, is very much invested in, um, in breaking who you are down. And then there's also just love and, and, um, and the power of love. I think that all three of those things were sort of um, hopefully illustrated in the film as very mundane, very, very everyday, very accessible forms of resistance that all of us, no matter who we are, um, can take on and can brace. um, And, and, and that we can think of that as being equally as powerful and critical to other examples of what resistance can look like. Yeah. Putting your filmmaker hat on terms of sort of the production um, decisions you're making about um, how you're telling the story. One of the elements that I've left out, and it's an important one, and that is you had filmed Fox Rich as this kind of standalone project uh, to to showcase, to highlight what she what her life was about. And as I understand it, you've got a surprise at the end of your your filming process with her. Tell us a little bit about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was, I had gone into this thinking I was making another 13 minute short film and that it would be a sister right. film to alone. And so my focus was, you know, relatively narrow. Um, my hope was to, again, tease out what the intention was that she and I and the family had talked about just in the process of making the film and to tease that out and to distill it in very succinct ways, which ended up really me being focused on the intricacies of daily life and to try to illustrate how the system embeds itself in daily life for the family. I mean, when you're making a documentary, there are so many reasons why you have to stop filming, whether it's deadlines or, you know, budget constraints, but we had reached our end. And I remember saying to Fox, you know, I'm going to come back and I'll show you a cut. And that evening, I remember she was on the phone with Robert and she handed me this small black bag that ended up being her entire family archive, about a hundred hours of mini DV tapes of things that she had documented of herself and of the family over the course of 
time. And it became really clear to myself and Gabe Rhodes, the film's editor, not only that the film would need to expand in terms of running time, but that we also had an amazing opportunity to really honor something that is sort of the ultimate challenge of, of filmmaking, which is to really honor the holistic nature and evolution of human beings and of their journey and of their story. That if, you know, one story does not begin when you start filming them, that there is much time and much experience that exists before you sometimes even encounter one another. So there were, and there's so many things I can say about the archive, yeah. obviously, but yeah. that was. That well, was well, and this is, you know, sort of a reoccurring theme for me with, with documentary films and how the process of making the film will often be reflected in the story being told in terms of, in, in your case, uh, you know, getting this trove of essentially time capsules of her life. And, and, right. and, and that's one of the things uh, in the last couple of minutes I have with you, I want to talk a little bit about the title. You, you chose Alone for Your First uh, for this short film and then time. And these are, they, what I like about the title selection is that they, they really kind of shine a bright light on something that you need to think about. <laughs> right. I mean, literally, yeah. and with time, it is for people in prison who are incarcerated. It is the currency of their life. Mm. It's the currency of all of our lives in some manner of speaking, but for people in prison who are in the system your time is negotiable. Your time is all kinds of different things that uh, that amount to uh, your um, your fate. Time, and you know, and and I, I just I like that idea that that being in prison is a you pay with your time. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah. I mean, when I think about time, I mean. I I immediately think about just the the colonialization you know of of East Asia right and the introduction of the clock by the British and and that you know time is is a weapon time being yeah. late being on time it's a system of control it's connected to capitalism but the word itself doesn't necessarily elicit a specific image and so I think that part of what I'm interested in doing when I'm titling my films and this one in particular is, as you said, to keep it kind of as open as possible, that there are multiple entry points and meanings um, that can be evoked out of that one word. And we have, you know, members of the family also meditating on their version of what time means and look. Yeah. Congratulations on, on time and um, congratulations on the release of it. It's going to be released uh, Amazon prime video on October 16th. And you can go to, um, where would you suggest people go if they want to find out more about time? There's timethemovie.com. Okay. Um, and uh, I think there's a lot of ticket information and there's also okay. our Instagram page, Time Movie, um, where there's a bunch of stuff that'll be popping up. So, Well, uh, all the best to you moving forward with your career. This is, uh, you've made the leap into feature documentary films with as big a splash as you did with Alone. And I, I look forward to more work from you. And I hope you come back again sometime and join us. This is a, a remarkable work here. I love the black and white. I love this motif. You, you, you used it. I just, I, I, I'm a big fan. And so, and your sound design is remarkable as well. You just do a, a fantastic job with your film. So, congratulations. Yeah, thank you so very much. Again, we've been talking with the director of the documentary film Time, and that would be Garrett Bradley. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me.
You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.